you're listening to Coaching for Leaders. This is episode number 62, airing on November 5th, 2012. Produced by Innovate Learning, maximizing human potential. Welcome to Coaching for Leaders. This is the show for leaders who want to improve themselves so they can better engage and develop others. Whether you're a seasoned leader or leading people for the first time, improving your leadership skills will drive your success and most importantly, the success of others. This week's topic, great leadership stories. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Coaching for Leaders. My name is Dave Stahoviak, and I'm your host and coming to you from our studio out here in Orange County, California. And I am here today with a very special episode of Coaching for Leaders. And if you've been listening over the last few weeks, then you know that this episode, number 62, is all about great leadership stories. Uh, For the last, oh gosh, three or four weeks, I guess, I've been asking you, our listening audience, to call in, share stories of times that you've seen a leader in your life, whether it was personal, whether it was professional, who had an impact on you or did something that was really a genuine leadership moment. And I asked you to call in and share some of those stories with us and that we would select uh, stories that we thought would be very representative of good leadership stories and that the entire audience would benefit from. And I'm so pleased today to bring those stories to you. And I want to just thank everyone in advance who did submit a story. Uh, I have selected five stories to share with you today from our listening audience. And originally, you may remember, Bonnie was going to be on this episode with me and was going to be uh, helping me select these stories. Uh, She was a little bit under the weather when we were uh, kind of prepping the recording for this episode. And so I'm happy to tell you she's uh, doing better now and already on the men. But uh, we decided just to go ahead and uh, have me produce this show on my own. So uh, she will be back very soon. So just wanted to let you know she's doing great, just was a little bit under the weather. So uh, so here I am. You've got me this week and just me, but, uh, but not just my voice, of course, the voice of our community. And that's why I'm so excited to bring you this episode. And hey, if you are joining me for the first time on Coaching for Leaders, it's a great episode to be listening because you're going to hear a number of different perspectives on effective leadership from our listening audience. And back when we had planned this show about a month ago, uh, you know, it was no accident that we ended up planning this show to be on Monday, November 5th. And I say no accident because uh, if those of you who are in the States here certainly know this is a big week of news for the United States. And those of you abroad and listening outside the States uh, probably also know that there is a presidential election going on this week. Uh, Every four years in the States, we have our presidential election and it is going to be on uh, this Tuesday, tomorrow, November 6th. And so the topic of leadership is pretty uh, is pretty strong in everyone's minds here in the states, and unfortunately, it has become a very divisive uh, time in our country around politics. And this has been a trend, unfortunately, over the last oh, really, last ten years in a big way. Is uh, more so and more so our elections are becoming negative, becoming very polarized. Our politics have become very polarized here in the States, for those of you who aren't familiar with kind of our political culture. And uh, unfortunately, we're hearing a lot in the news, especially those of us here in the States, about negative stories, uh, negative campaigning, 
poor leadership examples. And I wanted to take today, this week, to at least start off the week with some examples of good, effective leadership and bringing it down to really the stories that we ourselves as members of this community have heard. And I think that this is important because often the leadership stories that we hear about that we that are discussed in popular culture are the leadership stories that we hear from uh, political leaders, business leaders, uh, religious leaders. And those are great stories. I don't mean to discount those stories, and I don't mean to discount any of those examples. There are many wonderful examples of leadership in those venues. That said, I think some of the best leadership stories come from what I call the everyday leaders, the people that never have a book written about them, the people who you never hear about on the nightly news, the people who uh, you know you would not know their name if you heard them, but are the people who are a part of our lives every single day, or at least have been a part of our lives for a period of time, and have had a tremendous influence on us. And today I'm glad that I can bring you five stories of those, and I'm hopeful that these stories will be helpful to you in your leadership and give you something to consider as you think about how you will go through this week and be able to engage and develop others. And if you can do that, if you can take one thing away from this show, then you will be a more effective leader. And that's ultimately what I hope for each person who's a member of this community. So let's jump right in. And I am pleased to have our very first story come from Mary Lou, who called in this story. Let's uh, have Mary Lou take it away. Hi, this is Mary Lou for Z. And I'm calling to share about a leader that's been significant in my life. My best friend, Gail Tannehill-Lloyd, has has been my friend for over 30 years. We met when we were both teachers. Um, But her career took her into the travel agent business, and she's been doing that ever since for over 30 years now. Um, But as my travel agent, it also um, put her in the role of a leader for me. And she conducted tours all over the world, and I was so fortunate to be able to join her on many of those. As a follower of um, the agent or the guide, I got to, <clears throat> I looked for her to be the confident and the can-do spirit um, as a leader into new and unfamiliar cultures and experiences. As her friend, I got to hear the fears and disappointments at the end of the day and got to rehash what had gone on. But the group um, as a whole never had a clue as to her own insecurities or the the amount of responsibilities that her job um, entailed. So I attribute my own willingness to go beyond familiar and comfortable in this journey of life to her leadership. And I thank her and um, I'm glad for the effect she's had in my life. Thank you. Mary Lou, thank you so much for this story. And this story reminds me of a quote that I love from Ralph Waldo Emerson, who has so many wonderful quotes. And he said, our greatest want in life is someone who will make us do what we can. Our greatest want in life is someone who will make us do what we can. And I love that quote, and I love this story, Mary Lou. Thank you so much for calling in the story, because it is a great example of how leaders push us 
beyond good leaders, push us beyond our boundaries that we are comfortable with, not in an inappropriate way, not in a uh, in a in a mean spirited way, but in a way that's helpful for us. And you mentioned that uh, your friend had done that for you and it expanded your horizons. And I think for many of us that when we look back on our careers, when we look back on our personal lives, that I know this is certainly true for me, that many of the people who challenged us or pushed us the most in our careers or our personal lives, or maybe gave us that feedback at a time when we really uh, didn't necessarily want to hear it, but needed to hear it, that those are the people who we remember. And those are the people who really do challenge us to be more effective at being able to be effective leaders. And so I am, uh, I'm grateful for that reminder, Mary Lou. Thank you so much for sharing it. And uh, let's see, our next story here is going to be from Jan. Jan, take it away. Hi, Dave. It's Jan with an example of leadership that impacted my life in a good way. Um, I'd like to talk about Cliff Morris. He was a he is a soft-spoken man. Um, he, in fact, I think has a slight speech impediment, but this never kept him from leading people well. Um, people paid attention to him because he paid attention to us. One of the specific things that I know he did was uh, he held a. Um, meeting and during that meeting he was honoring the life of a volunteer who had passed away. I hardly knew the person, really hadn't noticed him that much, but it was very obvious that Cliff did notice him. He gave some specific examples of things that that person had done, including doing the job he was supposed to do, which was driving people around on searches, but also on a particular night when it was cold and windy and other people were inside warming up in the building, he was outside watching the cars so that nothing would happen to people's possessions while they were doing their volunteer job. And because of his example that he had, um, that Cliff had of really noticing what people did and treating them well, that gave me a good idea of how to be a better leader. So um, I think it made me feel valued and appreciated by him just knowing that he paid close attention to what I did. Thanks. Jan, thank you so much for calling in this story. And if you recognize Jan's voice or she sounds familiar to you, that's because she was our guest back on episode number 25, What Search Dogs Can Teach You About Engagement. And so uh, you may remember Jan is the um, is the CEO of a of Southwest Search Dogs, which is a uh, wonderful group here in Southern California that uh, reaches out to uh, you know law enforcement and folks in the community and helps do searches on a volunteer basis. And told some great stories in that episode, so I encourage you to go back and take a listen if you'd uh, if you missed that one originally. And Jan also has the uh, even better distinction of being Bonnie's mom, and so I am always so grateful to talk with her and connect with her. And I love this story too because it hits on something that is so important for us as leaders to remember, which is when we want to really take the time to make a connection with someone or to recognize them, that being specific is key. And this is often the distinction I find between uh, when I find that people will tell me that either they're, the people that are leading them uh, seem genuine and seem real versus uh, seem insincere or give a lot of insincere flattery or seem manipulative. And the intentions on both sides can be very good. But the difference is, is how the leader communicates those things. And I have found time and time again, and if I look back on my career, 
I see that the people who were able to give me very, very specific feedback, but also be able to give me specific recognition were people that I really trusted. And I like Jan's example because uh, the leader that she mentions is someone who is willing to give very, very specific evidence, examples, uh, ways to show that they were paying attention. And if we pay attention as leaders, we don't always have to see everything. But if we pay attention and demonstrate and show that we have seen the things that are going on, that we see the big things and the little things, and that we take the time to thank someone for that, that that's huge. And I, I'm, I'm, I shouldn't say I'm amazed anymore because I, I guess I've seen it enough now, but it, it is still surprising to me that there's a lot of leaders that don't take the time to do that. And so one of the things that all of us can do and, and Jan's story is a great example of that, is a reminder for us to when we're giving positive feedback, when we're trying to take the time to recognize others, to be as specific as we can. And uh, we actually did an episode on this way, way back, almost uh, well over a year ago. This was uh, called Giving Positive Feedback. It was episode number nine of this show. So you can actually go take a look on our website, episode nine, and you'll be able to find that if you want some more details on how to give positive feedback. Jan, thanks so much for calling in that story. Okay, now we're going to go next to Will, and Will is going to uh, share his story with us. All right, Will, take it away. Hi, my name is Will McKinney, and I wanted to tell a brief story of a leader who greatly impacted my life. I was a sophomore at Vanguard University when I first met Bruce Lindsay. He was an older gentleman in his late 70s who held the role of a student advocate. Every day, Bruce would eat lunch in the university's cafe. Ever since hearing about the $1.25 all-you-can-eat meal back in the 60s, from then on, he made a connection with the students and faculty. He would donate his time helping the students with parking tickets and other issues on campus, alongside of speaking inside the business classes. Uh, halfway through my semester at Vanguard, I was uh, I lost my funding and wasn't going to be able to live in the dorms. Uh, after walking outside the cafeteria one day, I was heartbroken uh, as I had already built many strong relationships with my fellow peers. Uh, I was dwelling on the fact that if I didn't get enough money for the next semester, I would have to go back to Seattle, Washington to finish school in the rain. Bruce was walking al alongside me one day and I started up a conversation. He asked me, how are you doing? And in a way that I truly felt that he cared. I told him the story and without any hesitation he said well why don't you live with me and uh, you can do chores drive me to my doctor's appointments and for doing so I won't charge you any rent uh, at this point I started to cry on campus from the compassion he showed me uh, the next day he marched up to the president of the school's office uh, and he uh, got me out of my one-year dorm contract from then on I learned how to better spend my money and he educated me with many of the stories on how he made his money purchasing mineral rights at courthouses. Toward the end of the year, Bruce passed away, leaving his millions to the school. But more importantly, he left me with the ability to complete my degree. And also, uh, that's where I met my beautiful wife, completed an internship at Disney. Uh, and again, emphasizing the value of saving money. I will never forget Bruce and his kindness. He was a man that led by example. 
Hey, Will, thank you so much for calling in with that story about Bruce. Uh, what a great story. And I had, uh, I actually did not know about this story. Uh, Bonnie and I know Will. Will was uh, one of Bonnie's former students and is now uh, in the business world. And, uh, and we see him often, but I hadn't specifically heard this story. And so I'm really interested in hearing more about it uh, when, I, when I talk to you next, Will. But, um, but what I really like about this story is just the genuine compassion that Bruce showed for you. And I had heard about uh, Bruce. I, I had never had the chance to meet him, but I had heard about him. And you know what I think is really neat about this story, there's a lot of great things, of course, but uh, what I think is really neat is the reminder for a lot of us that um, you know many of us uh, who are part of this community, many of us who listen to this show, have the ability to lead, have the ability to influence others, and have resources to be able to do that. And I don't just mean financial resources, uh, although those that's certainly one great way to influence uh, in the world, but but have the resources of experience and have the resources of knowledge and have the resources to mentor and to coach. And often, I think many of us forget about the power of those resources. Now, I don't know the specifics of the story with uh, Bruce, but uh, one of the things that I, I suspect is that the impact that Bruce was able to make on Will's life was substantial, probably even larger than whatever sacrifice that he had made. And I think for many of us as leaders that we have this tremendous opportunity to impact people's lives, which may for us seem like a a small gesture or maybe something that um, you know may not seem like a big deal. But if we take the time to do that small gesture, that we're able to impact people's lives in ways we could never imagine. And I'm embarrassed to tell you that I've had times, I know in my life and in my career, uh, where I've had someone come up to me who either I've worked with or I've led or I've coached and said something to the effect of, uh, you know, when you said this to me or when you did this for me, this was really a big uh, shift for my career. It was a big shift for my thinking and it really helped me and it really guided me. And I, I, and I'm embarrassed to say there are times that I had a hard time even remembering what it is I had said or remembering what it is that I had done. And because at the time it didn't seem like that big a deal on my end. And that's a really good reminder for me at least, and I hope for you as well as a leader, that um, sometimes taking those small steps, the uh, the things that may seem uh, minute or inconsequential to us can be really big uh, things for the people we lead. And I'm reminded, the quote that I heard many years ago, that the smallest act is worth more than the grandest intention. And thank you, Will, for reminding us of that. Now, this next story is from Kirk. I should say before I play this story from Kirk uh, that uh, I've talked to him a, a few times, as you'll hear in this story, over the phone. He's one of our listeners. Uh, but I did not solicit the story, and you'll understand why here when you hear his story. Okay, Kirk, take it away. Hey, Dave, this is Kirk Morrison calling from Lloydminster, Canada's border city. I wanted to give you a shout out and let you know what my leadership story is. I'd like to share a leadership story that centers around yourself actually. 
and providing me with some leadership earlier this year when I contacted you to find out if you'd be interested in helping me uh, do some personality typing work with my team. And uh, one of the first questions that you asked was, what do you want your team to do differently after we do this work than they're doing right now? And I remember thinking back to your podcast that posed that question, and I thought, you know, um, of course you're going to think about what you want your team doing differently when you're doing training, but I was really stumped for an answer. And uh, it really came down to um, developing a more coherent team and doing an exercise uh, as kind of a team-building fun thing to do. And I just wanted to thank you for sharing with me your thoughts on that and some of the potential pitfalls that I might run into uh, because some people might might take that type of work uh, the wrong way uh, just done on its own. And the thing that I liked the most about your leadership was the fact that you didn't just take on this work assignment and that you challenged me to think a little bit more about it and to um, really get clear about what I wanted the outcome to be. And it's also refreshing that you would have a consultant that would have an opportunity to provide services and say, you know what, I really don't think this is the right thing. And then you provided some alternatives. Uh, the first being that we could work together, but it would have to be a larger scope. And the second was that we still could do it and you could do it with my team, or you could um, offer some other consultants that might be able to complete that type of work with me uh, remotely as what I was uh, requesting to do. And so I think that was really good that you provided that alternate recommendation. And I just want to thank you for the weekly podcasts I've been listening since the start, and there's just a wealth of great information. So keep up the good work. Hey, Kirk, I really appreciate you calling in the story. And uh, and I <laughs> perhaps playing the story may sound self-serving, uh, but I, I think there's a couple of things I'll, I'll say about the story. Uh, first and foremost, it's always easy to make the tough calls when you're looking in from the outside and you're not the leader that's sitting in the chair having to make those tough decisions. So uh, in some ways, being a outside advisor and consultant and coach to leaders and organizations um, is harder than being there. In some ways, it's easier. And one one way that I definitely have it easier is I'm not the person that's there sitting in the chair. So it's always easier when you're looking from the outside. Um, but I will also say this, though, is as a leader for all of us, it's really easy to tell people what they want to hear. And I know that because I've done it before. And there are still times I catch myself doing it. And it is really important for us as leaders, certainly not to be inconsiderate, not to be mean, not to be belligerent with people, but also to work a, work away from our tendency a lot of times as people to want to please others. And pleasing others is great. I, I certainly uh, want to be pleased. I want, other, I want others to be pleased by me. I want people to like me. And I think that that's something that you know most of us should acknowledge that we want to be liked. But, uh, but at the end of the day, 
When we're in a leadership role, we need to be able to give people honest and direct feedback. And we can't just tell people what they want to hear. And sometimes that means that it might be a, uh, it may not be the ideal situation for us. Uh, And if that is the case, but that's what needs to be said, that that can be very valuable in the long run. And so that's, one of the things I try to always guide my conversations around, and Kirk, I'm glad it was valuable for you, and I certainly look forward to many other conversations. And And the thing that I really like about Kirk, too, is that he's willing to look at the complexity in leadership situations. And we've done a lot of talking on the show about how leadership is such a complex topic, a complex uh, area to focus on it and really as much an art as it is a science, probably even more so an art. And I really appreciate, appreciate Kirk's dedication to looking at leadership as an art and, and being able to look at his team from the standpoint of the long term. And speaking of long term, Kirk, thanks so much for listening to every episode of the show. I know you mentioned that to me before. I just so appreciate your dedication to the show and I'm so glad it's been valuable to you. Now, uh, Fifth and final story comes from Jesse Leahy. Jesse Leahy is a new friend of mine, and he is the host of a podcast that I mentioned uh, last week, actually, because I was a guest on his show called the Engaging Leader Podcast, and he called in a story as well. Jesse, take it away. Hello, Dave. This is Jesse Leahy from the podcast Engaging Leader. I'd like to share a story with you about the great leader who taught me that we are all leaders and we are leading all of the time. His name is David, and he had hired me to help communicate and reinforce his long-term vision and business strategy with his 1,200 employees. About a year into our relationship, he had invited me to participate in a week-long strategic planning meeting with the key leaders on his team. On one of those days, during a lunch break, I ran up to my hotel room to complete a task that someone was waiting for me to email them. I returned to the meeting a little late, about 10 minutes after it had resumed. Now, to me, this was no big deal. I was not facilitating or presenting anything during that portion of the meeting, and I didn't miss much content, and, and of course, I had a good excuse, right? Now, later, as David and I were chatting privately, he gently pointed out to me that people on his team looked up to me as a leader, and when I arrived late, it sent a signal that what they were doing in that meeting was not really that important. I realized that I had an inaccurate view of my role and of the time. Because my formal role didn't have any authority over anyone in that room, I didn't view myself as their leader. But because they viewed me as a trusted advisor, I nonetheless was a leader with influence on them. I had also viewed that moment when I slipped into the meeting late as an insignificant time because I wasn't saying anything or taking an overt leadership action. David helped me see that we are all leaders pretty much all the time because at every moment we are influencing through what we say or don't say and what we do or don't do. And that's why I listen to your Coaching for Leaders podcast so I can continually become more intentional and effective with how I communicate and engage with people. Hey, Jesse, thank you so much for uh, sharing this story with us. And I love this story because it is a great reminder that leadership isn't about having a position. Now, certainly having a position uh, does give us 
power <laughs> as leaders if we, you know, we have the ability to influence easier if we have a formal position and we have formal position power. But that's not what really, what real genuine leadership is about. Leadership is the ability to inspire people, to influence people. And if we can build that type of relationship, it it becomes secondary, really, what position we have in the organization or even in our families or in our personal lives. Real leadership is the ability to influence. And I love the, the, the example here from Jesse because it's a reminder to us that it, you don't have to be the president of your organization or uh, the pastor of your congregation or the coach of the team to be the person that's leading. Leadership can come from any level. And if you're just tuning into this show for the first time and you you take nothing else away from this episode today is know that if you have the ability to influence people, you're leading. It doesn't matter where you are in the organization. And uh, Jesse's story here is a great reminder of that. And then, of course, that what we do says something with far more power than anything we would ever say. And that's the other thing I love about Jesse's story. And we've all found ourselves doing this as leaders. In fact, the day I listened to this story when Jesse had called it in, uh, I think a week or two ago, uh, I was late for a meeting of people that I was leading in, in a formal leadership role. I was 10 or 15 minutes late for the meeting. And yeah, I called in advance and told folks I wasn't busy. But the whole time I was thinking about this story, Jesse's story here, because it does matter. It does matter what we do when we are in the position to influence others, when we have led others, uh, people do watch what we do. We can say a lot of things, and it's great if what we say aligns with what we do. That's very powerful. But when those two things are incongruent, people are going to pay attention to what we do, and they are going to set aside what we say. And that's one of the reasons why leadership is so much about getting into the trenches and helping out. And I love the story from that Carol Taylor told back on episode number 55 is uh, the story about the third class ticket. If you haven't listened, go back and listen to episode 55 uh, and her story about the third class ticket, that real leadership is having a third class ticket. It's when things go wrong, if having to get out of the coach, get dirty and help and get out and push sometimes. And that real effective leadership is about that. And it's a great reminder of that. Thanks, Jesse, for calling in that story. And thank you to all five of you. And in addition, thank you to several other people who called in stories as well, who were who also had excellent stories and the timing just didn't allow for us to share more. So I apologize to everyone whose stories we weren't able to get to. I hope to have a chance to get to your feedback on another episode, but thank you as well. And hey, this shouldn't be the end of the stories that we can utilize to inspire each other. So I hope that you'll hop onto our website, coachingforleaders.com, and go to the show notes for this episode, which is episode number 62. So you can get there by going to coachingforleaders.com forward slash 62, the number 62, and that'll take you right to the show notes for this episode. And if you go there, you'll find a place where you can actually join the conversation and comment on this episode 
comment with guests. Um, this is really true for any episode. There's a section down there you can add in your comments. Uh, I'll jump in and, and dialogue with you. So I really encourage you to join our community in that way. If you've never visited the site or never looked at the comments on the shows, please do that. We'd love to uh, interact with you in that way. And it's a great way for you to engage with this community. And of course, you can do like many of the folks did on this episode is you can always call in comments, questions, or feedback to me. If you have a question about leadership, how to coach others, how to lead others, uh, and you'd like some advice from me and our listening community, I would love to answer that. So feel free to call in anytime to 949-38-LEARN, or you can always email me directly at feedback at coachingforleaders.com. So again, that's feedback at coachingforleaders.com. And that's going to just about do it for our time this week. I want to say a quick thank you to Alexandra Messia, who jumped onto our Facebook page this week and liked our page on Facebook. Thanks, Alexandra. Glad to have you as part of the community. You can reach us on Facebook at coachingforleaders.com forward slash Facebook. Hey, there's updates and more resources available to you if you subscribe to our newsletter. And you'll also get the 10 books that will make you a better leader. If you'd like to join our newsletter, go to coachingforleaders.com forward slash subscribe. And a reminder, the link to the show notes is on our website, coachingforleaders.com forward slash 62. This show airs every Monday. If you're joining us for the first time, come back next week. And wherever you are in the world, whatever's on your agenda today, take one idea from this show to engage and develop someone newly. Take care, everybody.